0: Welcome to Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I'm Liren. I know I just put out an episode earlier today, but something just happened that I just, I have to share. So, so, not only did the electric company show up today to put electricity to my new house, I also had my first consultation about this study that I'm participating in, where Um, I have been pre-diabetic and my doctor, the last time I saw her, said, you have tipped one number into diabetic. And, you know, I really thought when she told me I was pre-diabetic, I would do something about that because I have this huge fear of being diabetic. My mom and my grandma both became diabetic when they got cancer, except now that I'm older, I realize that I don't know if they became diabetic when they got cancer or if they found out they were diabetic when they went to the doctor because they had cancer. But they, they really didn't go to the doctor very often. I mean, I don't come from people who are big on, uh, you know, wellness care and all that. So so I don't know. I wonder about that. But anyway, so um, I saw that the college where I work was doing this study where they were taking people who had just been diagnosed who weren't medicated or anything yet, and they were giving them a constant glucose meter, and they were um, giving them this program that's called GEM, and I can't remember what that stands for, but this doctor at the university, um, developed it and he studied diabetes for like 30 years and all of a sudden became a type two diabetic, not an ounce overweight. He just became a type two diabetic when he got, he said he was like 50. And, um, so he knew a lot about how diabetes worked and so he developed this program, and they have done a couple studies on people who are medicated. They did a study on people who are type 1, I think, or something like that. Anyway, I don't remember the details, but uh, this is a new one. They're just starting, and I actually saw a story about it in the paper. There's like a newsletter that it used to be a paper paper, you know, but now it's just a newsletter uh, that comes out for the university. And I saw the this story about how they were going to do that, and I immediately emailed them and said... Wow, that's really interesting because I've been diagnosed, but I'm not medicated. you know I'm terrified of metformin so metformin is a drug that they give people who are diabetic and my friend I have a friend uh my crochet buddy, metformin made her very sick uh I mean like couldn't leave her house sick, and it also made my mom really sick so uh my mom's an insulin uh dependent diabetic now, so uh Anyway, I, I I have, like, real trepidation about trying Metformin. And also, I'm just, like, I really, like, get a grip. Like, I, I do feel like I could manage it, you know? I, I just don't. I get so caught up in day-to-day life that I'm not, I I just don't. It's kind of like, I feel like my speech has even become not smooth and flowing and everything because my brain has gotten to the point where, it's almost like I have brain stutters or something. And I think it's the stress and I think it's, you know, the, the pressure because there's all this new stress and pressure. Well, it's not new now it's over a year old, but, uh, or, you know, it's a year old, um, just with everything with, you know, doing school and, and my job, just not being something I find satisfying at all. Like just, I don't know. I used to love my job when I taught, I loved it. And, and having had a job I really loved at the time, I remember telling myself, okay, you're really lucky. Very few people get to have this. Enjoy it while you have it. Cause it's probably not forever because like, you know, I wasn't wrong. It wasn't forever. It turned out, but anyway. Um, so I joined the study and today I, so what day was it? Tuesday? I think, gosh, I don't even remember now. I, I they sent me a uh, CGM constant glucose meter and I put it on. So it's like this thing that you put on the back of your arm and you have to change it out every two weeks. And it has a little reader doodad and you, and the the little patch thing has a little like human hair size follicle that goes into your arm. And I didn't even feel it. I, it, I don't feel it at all. I feel every once in a while, a little pull from the adhesive on it. So like I can tell something's there, but it doesn't really bother me. So, um, Anyway, I can put this little meter up and tell what my blood sugar is doing, right? So so this is fascinating to me because I am just thinking, man, if I had some data around that, right? Like if I knew what was actually happening, what actually spikes my blood sugar, what actually is happening in my body. That is that is just priceless information to me. So I put this thing on and I have been taking my blood sugar, and I will tell you, it has been the hugest relief to me because what I've realized is I honestly believe that if I can pay attention, I can manage this because my blood does not spike and and do all the things that, you know, full-blown diabetics do yet because I'm just newly diabetic. The thing is, if I don't pull my head out, you know, as the saying goes, and do something here, then I really am going to have serious problems. And And I wonder, I really do wonder if I've damaged my pancreas to the point at this point that I won't be able to manage it forever, you know, but whatever. I, what I know for sure is that I know I need to do something. So I get in the study, I get this thing, the guy who helped me with the, the technical guy says, all right, the doctor is going to call you. So he calls me today and we're talking and, uh, he's a super nice guy. He's walking me through this little, they give you this little handbook thing where, you know, you track track information and all this stuff. And, um, one of the things he said was there's a list of reasons why people do this i want you to mark down the five top reasons why you would do this and there's this list of things right and today my little granddaughter had to have dental surgery and get a broken tooth pulled and then get two other teeth pulled because she has a pretty severe overbite like her mom does and they think if they pull those teeth and they put a plate in there so she doesn't damage her gums because one of the problems with an overbite is that your bottom teeth will hit your gums above where the, where there aren't teeth that are formed to meet and actually damage your gums. So uh, anyway, she got two teeth pulled on one side today and then in a week she'll go back and get two more teeth on the other side pulled. And then they're gonna put a plate in there and she's gonna get braces and they're gonna try to see if they can manage her overbite starting now with, through that and not have to be a big production because her mom's overbite is bad enough now that if they wanted to do anything with it there it'd be a break your jaw thing she said they told her you know I don't know I wasn't with her so you know to be brutally honest if the sun is she says the sun's out I look out the window (laughs) but anyway so hopefully they can help my granddaughter with her overbite so she's there today she's whining and fussing because you know They put her in, they gave her that twilight medicine where she doesn't remember what happened, but she wasn't fully knocked out. So she's still kind of spacey and poor little thing, you know, one side of her face is starting to unnumb. and he, he heard her whining and you know, I had to interrupt for a minute a couple times. So he said, Oh, I bet one of the things that you would check is be there to help your family like your granddaughter. And I'm like, Oh, definitely my granddaughter. And I said, and my youngest son, my youngest son is on the autism spectrum. And he said, he is. Kind of, and I thought, oh, that sounded like more curious than normal. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, he's nineteen. He'll be twenty next week. My son will be twenty years old next Tuesday. Man, I'm an old woman. Anyways, uh, and I said, and and so I need. I really worry that what well, if something happens to me before he's established, before he's figured stuff out, I, there won't be anyone to take care of him. And he said, well you know, what I do in my life, my the other hat I wear in life, besides studying diabetes. And I'm like, no, what? And he said, I study autism and driving. Now, <laughs> let me just say, when he said that for a second there, time just sort of stuttered to a stop. And I went, what? And I said to him, hold on, what did you say? And he repeated it. My son, since he was 17, has wanted to get his driver's license, and he's so anxious about it because he doesn't know if he's going to be able to drive. I feel like I've mentioned this at some point in the past, but it's probably eons ago. Anyway, I found a lady who does, uh, he would have to get his learner's permit, and then she would ride with him and like, help him and assess him and let him know if she thinks that he can drive. I think his biggest fear is that he's not going to be able to because he can't manage that many variables. And, you know, I don't know if he will or not. I I do remember talking about this eons ago because I think I mentioned my brother has a daughter who is, uh, has Asperger's syndrome and she is only, gosh, maybe moderately functional. Like you can't really carry on a conversation with her. She knows what you're saying and, you know, she'll nod and stuff, but she doesn't even really understand how to engage in a, a back and forth conversation. And, she wanted to get her driver's license so bad. And she like took down mailboxes, raked my brother's truck across the basketball hoop or hit his garage, you know. Um, so i it's not I know my son is is, you know, more functional than that. But the thing is, it it's really functionality isn't the issue. The issue is how many variables can you juggle? Because when you're driving down the road as a person who's neurotypical like me, and I know some people hate that word, but, you know, We'll just use it for what it is, non-autistic, whatever. Uh, I, I, partially, I've been juggling those variables for so long, I don't really realize they're there. And, and second of all, uh, having him in the car with me, he's super observant of everything that I do. But what that means is he's very, very, very aware of every variable involved, and all of it adds anxiety to the situation. So. I, You know, I know he's been really worried about if he was going to be able to drive. So anyway, this doctor tells me that they are about to uh, start a study for people who are on the autism spectrum, who have their learner's permit, but not their license, to use this driving simulator that they have developed that uh, can give them, like, hours of practice in a simulator before they ever actually even get in a car. And I have to tell you, I have to tell you, uh, I, I have always believed karma is the thing I have. And I have always believed that if you put good things in the world, good things come back to you. And I got to tell you, I don't know what else could account for the fact that I, I, I joined the study in an effort to try to get control of something to help myself. And out of the blue, the doctor who's doing the diabetes study also works on autism and driving. I mean, tell me what the odds of that are. Those two are not even a tiny bit related. I just was stunned. Stunned is the word. So that guy is going to send me a flyer to give my son and I told my son about it and he sounded really nervous at first. And then he was like, oh my gosh, mom, that could be great. And I thought, oh, I think he's going to do it. I don't, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, like, and, and, ooh, I, I know what I haven't told you guys. He also, so my son had never applied for a job. He's volunteered a couple places, but he had never like put in an application and gone through all that process. So I joined this Friday drive through market. I can't remember if I've mentioned this to you guys. See, this is, my memory is so bad now. And, and I think I feel a lot of, um, I wonder all the time if I'm suffering from like burnout, exhaustion, just from fire too hot, having too many irons in the fire, you know? Um, but anyway, so he applied, I, I, I applied for this Friday market. We joined one of the companies there makes these, uh, they make, Crackers and granola and these little Powerball things. That it's all health food, and the company's called Good Fight P-H-Y-T-E, like phytonutrients, you know. And so I go on their website because the second week that we joined, she I had ordered some of her crackers, and there's no flour in them. They're just seeds, pumpkin seeds, lots of good seeds, And, and the base of them is a vegetable. So there's beet ones, sweet potato. Uh, carrot. What's the other one? Broccoli. So there's four different kinds and even the girls love them. So I get them and I take some over to the girls and it's a good way to get health food in the kids too. So, you know, that is at the top of my list. So she had put this sample of these things called cheese bibs that are made with nutritional yeast instead of cheese in my bag. And I had called her or, or gone to her website because I wanted to just send her a message and say, thank you so much. Those are awesome. I love them. And uh, when I did that, I noticed on her website that she had a thing up that they were looking for an employee only four hours a week. And I thought to myself, wow, like two things. First of all, only four hours a week. That's a super small commitment. And the other thing is making things, cooking things, keeping track of ingredients and processes. Let me tell you what, my son will excel at that because he remembers everything. So like, he's very happy to get in a routine and stay there, you know? So I just was so excited about uh, the possibility of him doing that. And I told him about it. And at first he was like, oh yeah, I don't know, maybe. And I'm like, well, honey, if you don't apply now, someone else is going to apply and they're going to get the job. And I think this might be a good fit for you. So it took him two days. I mean, lots of struggling and, and struggling, like all of a sudden he would he would come to me and just be like, who would want me? Nobody's going to want me. I don't have anything on my resume. And I'm like, honey, every person in this country has started out life at some point with nothing on their resume when they get their first job. That's just how that works. It's okay. She's going to understand this is your first job. It's okay. If that doesn't interest her, she just won't hire you. It's all right. But it literally took two days of him struggling and And working through his fear of being inadequate and working through fear of rejection and all this stuff. I mean, I was just like, oh, my goodness, that poor child. Sometimes watching the way he processes things is so painful. But anyway, so when he did it and then she called and talked to him on the phone, but she didn't even answer him for like five days. And after uh, he would check every day and tell me like three and four times a day, she still hasn't answered. She still hasn't answered. And, and I said, well, honey, give her a few days. Like he did it on, I want to say he did it on a Sunday. I said, if you haven't heard from her Thursday morning, just send her an email and say, hey, just checking to make sure you got my application and my letter. Cause he didn't get a confirmation and, uh, wondering if you have any questions, have a great day. So, uh, he did that and she actually emailed him back and said that she was really happy that he had done that and that she would like to talk to him on the phone so the following week, she called and talked to him on the phone for a while, and he found out that she has two young children. Um, she has a little boy who's eight, and then she has a toddler. So <clears throat> that's why she hadn't gotten back to him. She's super busy. Anyway, uh, why am I giving you guys all these details? <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyways, so long story short, after having to put it off twice for two different Thursdays because of ice and snow here, Last week, he got to go over there, and he spent two hours, and he came out of there just beaming. He was so happy. He got in the car, and I, really, I have not seen him that happy. He just is happier with himself now. It's crazy. I I mean, I knew it would happen, because the fact of the matter is, if you're doing something productive, and you're helping someone else out, that always is going to make you feel better, you know? And I think, logically, he knows that from when he's volunteered, But I think now he has a much better understanding of that because he was so happy and he couldn't go this week because it was her mother-in-law's birthday, but she told him that she might need him again next week. So I don't know how that's going to go. You know, um, she's doing it out of her house right now and she's looking for kitchen space. So she may not need him regularly until she finds some kitchen space. But one way or another, he actually went through the process, did it, had some success, you know, so... I, and, and now we have electricity to our house. Like, I don't know when it rains, it pours even good things. Right. But, but I have to say this whole, the doctor from that study being like, oh, and by the way, the other thing I do is autism and driving. When literally my son just said to me, if it wasn't yesterday, it was the day before. Again, I need to get my driver's license. I need to see if I can do that. You need to talk to that lady. It's just, that's crazy to me. Crazy to me, I have to say. So, holy cow, I just looked at my phone and I've spent 18 minutes rambling on and on. I'm really going to let you go. Goodness, I'm sorry to do that to you. I had to share. I'm just so excited. I had to share. Like I've shared so much whining about what isn't going well. Now I had to share a few things that are. I hope you guys are doing great, and I will talk to you again soon.